You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to episode 22 of Untapped Keg. I'm RJ Zimmerman, here with my brother-in-law, Monte Ball. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. Good. Uh, you know, things are going relatively well. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, obviously we're back at it. Uh, things are still going on in the country. That raises the anxiety, but I'm you know, glad to be back on, man, and record another episode. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Uh, tired. That's just going to be perpetual for like the next five years. So <laughs> just my state of being at this point. Five years. You got 18 years, buddy. Well, I hope by five years <laughs> that they can at least keep themselves busy while I sleep for an extra hour. <laughs> I know that that's probably not the case, but I can hope. That's true. So they, uh, so yeah, yesterday it was good to see everybody. Um, celebrating my father's birthday, and uh, my goodness, man, your youngest. That, how good was that compadres, though? Oh, delicious! Before we move on, delicious compadres. As we said, what which episode would that was that where we talked about favorite uh, restaurants? And that's it, a good question. <laughs> I think it was like I don't know, sixteen. Gosh, man, compadres in Madison on the west side. That burrito suizo or suizo, I don't even want to say that. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I I tried the chorizo and potato, um, Mm -hmm. and I highly recommend it for anybody who uh, goes to Compadres in Middleton. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. So, heading back to my youngest. (laughs) He's, uh, my gosh, man, he's, you know, I was talking to my mom last night, just talking about your youngest and i was just like my gosh he's he's hilarious he's funny he is this full personality and it like really cracks me up how he is <laughs> i uh just so independent he's very independent he takes <laughs> after my wife um I, I went upstairs from the basement they were asleep when i came downstairs and i went to grab a cup of coffee and he's just out walking around in the living room and he sees me, starts laughing. And I'm like, uh oh, this isn't going to be good. Did that little giggle? Yep. So then I, uh, I give him a kiss on the forehead and I go to step away and he starts to whine. And it's like, really? You just want food right now. So I got him a little snack and gave it to him. And then he was okay. Yep. He didn't care that I was leaving then. Mm-mm, you know what you're good for? That's it. That's right. You're, you're a servant. That's it. <laughs> How dare you be in my kitchen and not give me food? <laughs> nah, yesterday was a good time. Obviously, to see your oldest as well. It's a bundle of joy and your youngest. Just really watching your youngest just grow and develop his personality and really try to follow his brother around and chase him and do everything that his brother's doing. It's an awesome thing. And annoy his brother. That was hilarious when I did see that. Your oldest was had some crayons on the floor, and yeah, your youngest kept 
smacking them and, <laughs> and grabbing them. And the oldest kept just yelling at him. <laughs> and he just kept no, doing it. Stop it. Go away. <laughs> Daddy. Daddy. I was like, oh, gosh, you guys got, oof. You and my sister got a long road ahead. A good road. Joyful road. But long. Yeah, just got to <laughs> remember that. This is joyful. This is good in the moment, you know, and not be sarcastic. Such a good point. Like, I get annoyed when parents are like, oh, my gosh, parenthood is just such a blessing. It's such a great. Yeah, it is. But it's but it's hard. But it's a curse, too. It's difficult. It's challenging. It's it's not easy. It's not always, you know, rainbows, sunflowers and all that stuff. It's brutal. (laughs) It's a grind. Yeah. It is such a grind, um, <laughs> man. I and we've had it easy, Ashley and I. Um, I mean, for the most part. But you know, everybody just has their own struggles with things. Like you know, you can only deal with what is in front of you. Basically, you can't really. Right. Uh, it, it's hard to sometimes you know, relate to people like it. neither of our kids were colicky. Neither of our kids have had health issues. Like we, we have been absolutely lucky. Uh, but man, these kids take a lot of energy and I know it's all me. And, uh, yeah, I make sure I tell Ashley, I'm sorry on the daily. Because, uh, <laughs> these gray hairs she's about to be getting in the next couple of years are, uh, it's my punishment for how I was as a kid. Yeah, she knows what she signed up for. <laughs> she thinks she knows. But now she really knows. She most definitely knows what she signed up for. But yeah, every time I see your sons, I literally just look at Ashley. I, I look right in her face and I'm just like, long road ahead. Because <laughs> you got two sons who were, you know, similar to my child. Just non-stop action. I mean, you saw my oldest yesterday pouring sweat, running back and forth, back and forth. Would not stop. No, I was worried about his body temp. I'm like, hey, you want some water? (laughs) Oh, he's he's like daddy. He'll sweat a little bit, but he'll he'll be fine. His face was like beet red, and he was just uh, doing laps in the backyard. But good for him. Obviously, you guys want that. So tire him out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he f- he fell asleep pretty quick last night. Mm-hmm. The joys of fatherhood, man. I mean, it is like I said, it is an awesome feeling, an experience to watch your kids grow. Um, but my goodness, it's a grind. Did you ever think that seeing somebody else, someone who wasn't you, smile, or someone who wasn't you laugh, bring you more joy than your own smile or laughter? Right. Right. It's, uh, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I never really knew what it would be like, you know, when my son was born. Um, yeah, until, yeah, when I first met him and saw him uh, and made him laugh. You know, he was an infant, of course, but he gave me a little smile and that will stick with me forever. <laughs> Honestly, forever. So, I mean, it's, it is a joy. It is a long road ahead, but 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 joyful. It's most definitely something to keep 
chasing, chasing that perfection of being a perfect father, which is something you'll never be, but it's just good to chase it. So I feel like being open and honest too goes a long way. Like, right. you know, respecting your kids' intelligence, even when they're young. Like I, I explain stuff to my oldest and I do to my youngest <laughs> to some degree, but, um, Sometimes it takes, sometimes it doesn't. It takes a little bit, but let me tell you, this potty training is still frustrating as heck. Dude, he, hmm, still no poop in the potty. And my goodness, this, it's created fights between me and Ashley. <laughs> it's, he's yeah. very good at being, and he loves to show you, but we just, we're trying, we tried presents. It'll happen. Um, man. You know, if you poopy in the potty, you get a present. Uh, we've tried toys. We've tried sitting there for 30 minutes. We've tried everything. And he just, he's a stubborn little child. So what he, you're telling everybody is. He's me. Patience is <laughs> something that a parent must have. I, 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 I. I did see your guys' frustration. Um, I think it was last week or whatever. Um, but yeah, it'll, 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 you know, I'm obviously not the, <laughs> the wise one here, but it'll happen. He'll, one day it'll click. That's how it was with my son. Just one day. It was at an Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. My mom. I remember he, that. Yep. Yeah. He slid under the table and my mom looked at him and was like, Maverick. I was like, are you? are you pooping? And he like, you know, kids get all shy and he was starting to get embarrassed. And she was like, okay, well, well, well Maverick, uh, we'll buy you a toy. We'll go to target and buy you a toy. If you use the bathroom here, I've never seen him run so fast to the toilet. We used the bathroom, took him to target, got him at Thanos arm. And he has not and just stuck with him since. So yeah, it's going to happen with your child as well. It's just one day. It's just going to be like, it's going to click. That'll be it. It's just going to be catching him in the act. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. <clears throat> he was playing with his brother the other day in his room. All of a sudden, he's quiet. And I was like, oh, God. And I got up and went in there. Are you pooping? No. Are you sure? No. Okay. Come on. Let's go Go to the bathroom. It was too late. Mm-hmm. In his underwear. It's like, Ooh, oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, man. I had the joys of fatherhood. I mean, this is just the beginning, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited for the 12-year-old. I know so much in the world. I know mm. so much. And then the 16-year-old, you don't know what it's like. You never experienced anything <laughs> like this. And then the 18-year-old, well, I know so much. Like, I think I'm smarter than you were at this point. And it's like, looking back, I'm just, I'm sorry to my parents. Right? Like, I was a little S-H-I-T <laughs> in high school, in late middle school. Yes. Gosh, I was brutal. I was brutal. I, uh, yeah, I was very... <laughs> And then college only got worse, huh? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. 
Well, I would say the for. No, actually, I don't think so. I don't think I think that I don't think I was really like that in um, in college and after. So, I mean, I got really independent, but I was pretty independent beforehand, anyway. So that was just that was the biggest thing. Was yeah, yeah I got you getting your independence. So I hear you, man. So, so what's going on, man? So what's up? I mean, you know, obviously we got, we got sports back. How does it, it's almost weird, ain't it? It's, it It is. It feels different, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, obviously when you're watching a game and there's no fans or computer generated fans, (laughs) I could not believe that when you told me that. And then I saw it and I was like, the Sega Genesis. Dude. Literally, worse than Super Nintendo. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But then, so that was the Brewers game, right? The Brewers Cubs, yeah. Yes. Who were we watching afterwards? Uh, where they actually had to, Giants. They actually seems like they upped it a little bit, and the fans actually looked real for a split second. If you just glanced at it, you would think that you're looking at real fans, but. Yeah, your parents were like, they let mm-hmm. fans in? I'm like, there's no way they let fans in the stands in L.A. Like, L.A. Yeah. is pretty oh, locked down. Right. I'm pretty sure that they're back to uh, safer at home orders. Jeez, they're not even at phase one. <laughs> I think they got knocked back out, yeah. Yeah. Because there's so many. But it. Uh, I actually had a fantasy draft for one of my leagues on um, – Sunday, Sunday night, and we usually we'd be drafted by and uh, end of March probably. Mm-hmm. And we were talking at the time. We all signed in to to draft, and um, and then they can't cancel the season. It's like, yeah, let's just wait. So then we canceled it at the very last minute, and uh, yeah, so that felt kind of odd but normal at the same time getting ready for a fantasy baseball season so I wanna, season we've been going for or this league we've been on almost I bet you we're at 15 years stop it yeah 15 years how do you get into so so I've only played uh, fantasy sports I mean football one time and I think that was two years ago and I was terrible at it I I, I kept I, I i was forgetting to keep up with it like you know i'd watch football it is exactly exactly once a, week. once a week and i would forget to keep up and to switch players or all that jazz so my question is how the heck do you keep up with baseball when obviously there's way more stats in baseball and more games and the games aren't at you know, seven. Well, yeah, you do have games at nighttime, but you'll have these games at eleven a.m. when you're at work or <laughs> or ten a.m. Uh, it's not often that um, a game would start before noon. Mm. Usually, that's on Memorial Day. Oh, I got you. I got or you. No, no, the Boston Marathon Day, Patriots Day. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is usually the 
uh, early days. So usually before work, I'll just check my lineup. And then the apps now tell you who's starting, like for pitchers. And then towards the end of the night, like I'll look and see if any of my position players mm-hmm. have started or not. Um, and if they're not starting, I'll club somebody in who's playing, who's on my bench. But when it comes to like the stats, you know, you just pay attention when you're drafting. And then the biggest thing with baseball, especially compared to football, with football, you can you can draft and minimally um, work the free agent wire and you can win a league. But in baseball, if you do not work that free agent wire and pick up players and drop others, uh, you're not going to have a great season. The, the trick is to figure out um, if you've given them enough time to uh, be the player you drafted or if they're really going to have a bad year. And then yeah. trades too. So in both my leagues, it's difficult to trade because people have the mindset in <laughs> my league that they have to win the trade. So they have to be getting the best player. So that creates a very difficult trade market when you could trade two similar players to benefit um, both teams. And that's what I try to do. And usually there's like one person who I can do that with, but it's not often that we have what the other one needs. So like if you need pitching, usually we're in the same spot pitching or the same spot in position. So that's what I'm dude. That's uh, what I'm, yeah. You're confusing me already. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just, how do you, especially with your, your, you know, you're not sitting in a cubicle for your job. You're driving a uh, truck or whatever. You're climbing a pole. You're doing whatever, you know, up there on the line, um, on the pole or whatever. And how are you, how are you checking? You, you have to be constantly checking the games. I mean, no, ticker no. or you know, or app or I didn't forget it. I mean, you get the, so you have your starting lineup, you have your benches, right? And then you have your pitchers and your relief pitchers. Well, right. you know, you know if the pitcher is going to be starting that night unless they get scratched late, which doesn't sure. affect you very much. Right. Um, and then when it comes to position players, you don't have to check. Most games during the week start six o'clock earliest. Mm-hmm. And then, so, you know, when I get home, I can check quick or at lunch, I can check. Um, you only get the stats for your starters. So it doesn't matter what you do. It just matters on what they do during the game. So most of it's luck, just like any fantasy sport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually, okay. So I, I want to, I want to get into this stuff, man, because I think it's like, like you said, I'm trying to find more hobbies, trying to do more stuff. Um, I joined this fantasy league. Um, my other job, um, my coworker asked me if I wanted to join the league cause they had some people fall out or a guy fall out. So I was like, yeah, heck, heck yeah. Why not? Um, so I think we are drafting so for this for football drafting, I think the weekend of the eighth, I think, or something like that, but of August eighth, I think so. I oh think man. So. See, we, so one thing that we figured out <clears throat> for our leagues, cause I have a football, 
all my fantasy leagues are leagues with people I went to high school with. So it's kind of how we keep in touch still. Um, I'd probably say eight of us are original. Okay. For 15 Um, years. Yeah. Dude. And obviously we started for free and then we started a little bit of money as we went to college Mm -hmm. and now it's a little bit more, but it's not high stakes. It's just kind of pride. But some people take it so serious that they have spreadsheets before the draft. I believe it. They'll (laughs) mock draft like 30 times and they'll figure out what position they want. And like, I'm like, well, this is kind of the player I want in the first round. So I'll pick this spot. (laughs) And I kind of, I kind of wing it, but I usually draft a pretty good team. Actually, it's the free agent wire that I miss out on because of my job. Mm -hmm. Guys, that's where it's a negative is being able to pick up players. Um, like, you know, if you get a rookie call up who could be good. Um, but anyway, for the draft, we found if you draft closer to the start of the league, then you can, a lot of the injuries that happen in preseason will already have happened. Right. Um, cause nothing is worse than you draft a player in the, second or third round and you know they get hurt and are out for the year or and then you can't do anything you're just like trust me i heard all about that when i oh yeah my second year in the league (laughs) when people were drafting me they uh were very vocal uh on twitter (laughs) when i got injured i don't get that i don't get why people get mad about that like do you really think they hurt themselves right like you think well i don't I just don't understand that mindset. That's why I was like, dude, it was only a matter of time before my legs blew out. I mean, 996 carries in college, 1,002 carries in high school. I mean, I went into the league with 1,600, or excuse me, pretty much 2,000 carries once I got into the league. <laughs> but it's time, for, time for that tire to blow out. <laughs> Put oh, a yeah. patch on it. Retread <laughs> that, baby. Absolutely. And obviously, the excessive drinking didn't help. Um, but, but anyways, so it's an entirely different topic, but there is nothing worse than that is what I heard drafting high and that person gets injured. But yeah, I mean, it's just like if a player has a bad game, do you really think that they tried to have a bad game? Why right. are we, it, right. I get giving people crap for like, Oh yeah. Say they drop a game winning catch or, right. but you give them crap. You don't like send death threats or mm-hmm. threaten their family or tell them they're the worst player ever. It's just like, come on, man. I thought you were better than that. What the heck? Man, that's stuff. I could have caught that with <laughs> my eyes closed, both hands tied behind my back. Man, it's uh it's a beast, man. Um, and the people say too, like the players know what they signed up for. Not not necessarily. I mean, you get a young wide-eyed kid going to college and yeah you're gonna face scrutiny in high school you're gonna face scrutiny obviously it's an it's a, it's a bigger level the next stage that being college and then obviously the league you know it's technically worldwide scrutiny i was shocked to see after our games when we get on the bus peyton manning would be scrolling through twitter searching his name and scrolling through Twitter. I'm like, geez. I'm like, really? I swear, man. I swear. I would never have guessed that. Exactly. That was mind blowing to me. And you know what that said to me, man, that, that, 
what that said to me was like, it doesn't matter if you are a Hall of Famer or a rookie like myself at the time who's second string getting maybe eight carries, nine carries a game. It's like, it doesn't matter. That direct communication from fan to player on Twitter and stuff, it get it gets it gets to players. It doesn't matter what level you're at or where what where where you're at in your career. It it affects it affects players. And I really take that to heart now being out being out of the game. Yeah, I think it's I think everyone has is entitled to their opinion. Yeah, you drop the game winning pass, you throw an interception. Yeah, like what the heck are you doing? God dang it, all that, whatever. But don't take it like you said to the next level where you're threatening that person's life or like they did to me a person was wishing that I blew up my ACL my rookie year and, and all that stuff. I'm like, you guys really need to take a step back <laughs> and, and rethink, <laughs> you know, your mindset. It's a game. It's It's good to be passionate about it, but these are humans. They got families at home. They got trials and tribulations that they're dealing with off the field and trying to still do their job on the field. So, you know, enough of that rant. I just get very passionate about that because I, I see it all the time now still because I'm still friends with some players in the league, really close to friends in the league, and I see their names pop up and people bashing them, and I'm like, man. And I know what this player is going through off the field, and it's just it's a brutal business, as we all know. Modern-day gladiators. Mm. Speak of gladiator, watch that last night, and that's what I thought about too. yeah it was was on tv last night ads and and a helmet and you're like this is real this is the next gladiator movie the sequel he's gonna be playing in the nfl he's gonna time jump it's funny you said that i literally watched it last night gladiator and it popped in my head i was like man because chris borland you know he played linebacker here for the badgers and for the 49ers and he retired after his rookie year i mean balling Averaging like 11 to 12 tackles, solos, solo tackles a game. I mean, unreal. And, you know, his story is pretty public about, you know, the damage that it caused playing football to his body and how he obviously values the rest of his life more than, you know, playing a game, playing a sport. And he actually made that comment, which was once you get away from the game and you turn back and look at it and watch how it's viewed, watch, you know, how the money is generated, etc. It's like it's really barbaric. It's a gladiator-like. You know, players dress up in costumes, all this stuff, and beat the living crap out of each other. Yep. Like, do significant damage to their bodies and to their, to the opponent's bodies and people cheer and stuff like that, but I'm not saying I dislike the game of football. I'll love it until I'm in the grave, but well, just look at think about. all those f- former players who are commentators, their hands. Oh. How messed up their hands are. Mm-hmm. I look um, at basketball players' hands, too. Yeah. Like Michael Jordan's. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. But that's not as much wear and tear. Like, they don't. True. I mean, okay, back in the 80s and 90s, they did beat the crap out of each other. But <laughs> Dennis Rodman in the paint. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but. Not to the same level like football is. I, actually, it's kind of ironic that you named, or is it ironic? I don't know proper terms, but I'm not. I'm not as you know uh, 
a learned person. Uh, <laughs> it's weird, actually. Somebody mentioned uh, at work about Chris Borland. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody said, oh, yeah, well, I I can't believe he did what he did. Like, whatever. I'm like, hold on. What? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah, like, well, he just walked away from the game like that. I can't believe His body. <laughs> what does it have to do with you? <laughs> His do you body. know how many concussions he had in just in college, and that are documented. Yeah, there's so many like, concussions one has, like a player has, that's undocumented. I'm like, who are who do you think you are to say that somebody is healthy enough to be ramming against people, you know, 300 pound people for mm. you know then another 10 years at full speed? Exactly, and two. We have to mention the way that Chris Borland played. Yeah. He was never going to be the type to play timid. And that's kind of what he mentioned too is, and I am the first to say I made him better as a linebacker in practice. And he made me a way better running back in practice, which is why we were just such a good, you know, offense, defense, just a tandem, um, you know, through college because it's like they, you know, I'm not here to toot my own horn, but I'm just going to say statistically speaking, they had to p- practice against one of the best offenses in Wisconsin football history, um, that being my junior year. And then we had to practice against <laughs> that defense every single day. And I will tell you right now that today, still today, is the toughest linebacker I have ever played against, ever, is Chris Borland. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it every single day, and but it made us better. And that's just goes to show you he – played full throttle every single snap and so yeah what you're mentioning about that person it's like that's his body and he has to live with obviously his body forever in his brain and uh, i i called him i called chris two hours after the news story broke and said i i respect the heck out of you man I remember exactly where I was at. I was in a hotel in St. Louis training. I called him 2014. Can't believe it's been that long already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny that this guy said that about, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised. I can only imagine what the 49ers fans were saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It was just one of those, one of those things where, you know, people people have their opinions about how other people should live their lives mm-hmm. um, sometimes. And when it comes to what you do for a living, it's like, you know, and something like that too. If you haven't been up close with a former player or even to see, even in college, the amount of velocity that a lot of the contact has like dude you you need to take a step back because it is amazing the amount of uh beating that they take it you know it's just constant it's just it's constant um and that's just during the games. I mean, obviously, you don't see what goes on in practice. You don't see what goes on in the weight room, all that stuff. But, but you know, it's there's there's a lot of perks, um, a lot of perks to it. Um, I just I just respect players who make the decision 
like Chris Borland made. I respect players who right now in the league are who are using their opt out um, clause to opt out of playing this season because of the virus. You you can't fault or bash a player for worrying about their family or worrying about their body. <laughs> so I love well, it. I that love Chief Guard is working as a doctor. I did see Canada. that. I did see That's that. Part of the reason that he opted out. He should be the front runner for the Walter Payton Award. Yeah, that's very true. Should be front runner. So sports, man. So baseball, of course. I'm. Um, I wouldn't say die. You, you were gonna make fun of me. I was gonna say I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. <laughs> Dude, you don't even know. Okay, name me one person Molina. who plays on the Cardinals. Yadier. Okay, besides Molina, because everybody in St. Louis knows Yadier Molina. <laughs> Carpenter. What's his first name? I don't have to tell you the first name. <laughs> I just, is, I just. Is he a pitcher? No. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> he used to be. We had what? Didn't we have two carpenters? Well, they never played at the same time, right? But hey, you know, Cardinals and. I'm, I'm trying to get into baseball. I mean, I, I, I've obviously have watched it a lot, but it's hard for me to dive into it unless if it's the playoffs or getting close to the playoffs and obviously the World Series. That that stuff is actually quite enjoyable to watch, but not as into it as you are when it comes to the Brewers. <laughs> well, for most of my life, the Brewers were the worst team in baseball. So It's kind um, of still are. Really? <laughs> Interesting. When did you last time you guys won a World Series? Um, do you know the answer to this or are you just asking? I honestly don't know. Um, I really don't know. Never. Oh, you guys never won? No. Oh, geez. When's the last time we went to a World Series? I couldn't tell you. 1982. That's why I shave that mustache every year. Oh, wow. It's been that long? Yep. You guys were close last year, right? Yeah. The Nationals got uh, you. Two years ago. Or two years ago. Last year, they lost in the wild card game to the eventual World Series champions. Nationals. Well, but the run that they went on last year to just make the playoffs, and then the run they went on two years ago to win, two years ago was special. They, they won, I want to say, 16 games in a row, 12 in a row, to tie the Cubs, mm-hmm. take it to a game 163, which is a one-game playoff to see who would win the division. And they won, swept the Rockies, won the first game against the Dodgers, and then uh, ended up losing that series. But I feel like their approach at the plate in that series was completely terrible. Mm. And I, I went to game one of the <laughs> NLCS, and let me tell you, Oh, you I've been did. to a lot. I've been to a lot of sporting events. I've been, to, I've been to Big Ten championship games. Mm-hmm. I've been to a lot of Packer games. Been to not a lot, actually, but a few, a few Packer games. I've never been to a Packer playoff game, but that that stadium was electric, especially because Dodgers beat writers were talking about how Milwaukee fans were um, just fair weather fans and. How we that's not we true. weren't very loud. Um, 
I don't even like the Brewers, and I'll even be the first to say because I'm Cardinals. You know, we don't like the Brewers, but I'll be the first to say I don't. I don't see that as Brewers fans being fair with the fans. I see, I see them traveling pretty deep still. If it's been since '82 since y'all have made it, <laughs> I, like I said, growing up they were the laughing stock of the league for most of my life. So when like Ricky Weeks, uh, Prince Fielder. Um, Giovanni Gallardo, mm-hmm. uh, JJ Hardy, Corey Hart started coming up out of the minors, and they had one of the best minors in the league. And you, the first year we made the playoffs, I say we, the first year they made the playoffs, the Brewers made the playoffs, like that was massive. That was so huge. And, you know, oh, I forgot about Ryan Braun, but I did that purposely because I really don't like him. So, Braun. Yeah, I <laughs> he broke my heart. <laughs> last okay, 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 okay. So because last year was impressive, right? Because help me out here, Yelich was hurt, right? So last year Yelich was like their only offense. Um, in August, mid August, mm-hmm. and then. Yeah, the, he was. Yelich was pretty much the only offense that they had. He hurt his knee, right? He, he ended up breaking his kneecap. God damn! So it was like, okay, these they they aren't going to do much. They were just battling for a wild card mm-hmm. spot. Um, I and it seemed like they weren't going to make the playoffs because their pitching staff, their pitching staff was not. <laughs> it was not good last year, and uh, it seemed like. No matter who they threw out there, they were struggling. Um, yeah, and that, so it's like you lose your basically. Yelich was the best player in the National League last year. I don't care what anybody says, and you lose him, and then all of a sudden they go on a little bit of a run, and then they somehow make the playoffs. And a lot of it was their catcher, uh, Yasmani Grandal, who was just a one-year player and he was a heck of a signing especially for what they signed him for um he came alive a little bit but mm-hmm. the entire team came alive and played well and the pitching staff picked it up it was kind of like it was that moment that galvanized the team mm-hmm. uh, last year and then they made the playoffs and they should have won that game too in the wild card uh but their young right fielder uh, had an air that cost them the game, which he was trying to make a play. He's young. Things happen. I felt bad for him. They ended up trading him away, which kind of stinks, but they got a good young player at a position that they they really could use some help at third base. So we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. But yeah, I... I love baseball. I got uh, way more into it in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantasy baseball has kind of helped with that. I, I know a lot. But, you know, growing up and going through sports and stuff, I never thought I was that good. Um, And then, you know, when you go, go off to college, sometimes you find out actually you aren't bad mm-hmm. at things. Right. So I actually found out I was pretty good at it. Um, 
so then I started to follow it a little bit more and, uh, you know, watching my little brother play, seeing some of the plays that he makes on defense and it just makes you have a better appreciation for it too. So do you guys have any videos of, of your brother playing? No, no. Okay. Do we have any videos of any of us playing? No. Right. Right. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I'm missing, I'm missing some softball. I was definitely missing that. Um, little baseball, man. Like I said, I'm going to try to get into it. Um, Try to get into that. We got basketball, of course. That's starting this week, right? This upcoming week. Um, they've been doing their scrimmages. Everybody's been. They, I think I read somewhere that they tested everybody and everyone's negative. Yep. So the the bubble's working. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Everybody everybody's wearing masks, social distancing, <laughs> and it's um, working. <laughs> being responsible, and that's unreal it's it's crazy it's almost like there's other countries that have done that and shown that it works i don't know i don't know where they got the secret from but <laughs> but yeah it sounds like basketball is gonna be well, did you hear about that clippers guard Mm-mm. lou williams no. he snuck uh, out of the bubble got onto a private jet flew to atlanta hung out with some rappers at a strip club i think Got back on the private jet, flew back to Orlando and tried to sneak back into the bubble. Got caught, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> he was being questioned by NBA security. I don't know if that story is completely true, but uh, that is what is being reported right now. Someone snitched on him with the 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 uh, the one eight hundred snitch line or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that must be what it was because oh, my. dude, that's ballsy. That is, I mean, yeah. So 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 I'm trying to understand what this bubble is. I mean, I, I so we're talking. Did the NBA just buy out all of Disney World? Um, I think it's a section. Just a section. From what I understand. Okay. So And they're all put in. So I did see a video of, I forgot who uploaded the video of like outside their room on a balcony, but uh, are, is like one team in a hotel or is there multiple teams? I'm assuming they don't have, how many, was it 30 NBA teams, 31, whatever. I'm assuming they don't have one team occupying one hotel. They don't have 30 hotels or something. It's like only that. uh 22 teams that are there. Mm-hmm. And then when they've, I mean, they were towards the end of their season. So true. They're going to figure out the playoffs. Right. And then like, I think it's like six of them go home. Okay. Okay. I need to do more research. Um, I'm trying to think how starts. It must be, it must be six because eight teams from each league make the playoffs. That'd be sixteen. So, yeah, it's going to be like a tournament style play, and then just go into the playoffs. I and actually got my money on the Bucks. Uh, that would be, you know, there, there's another team that, growing up, was pretty much a laughing stock. Then they draft Ray Allen. And got rid of him. And they got good. And then they traded him for <laughs> Gary Payton. Yeah, I remember that. 
and then and now it's like they're good again. They got Giannis, and Giannis has said that like how the Bucks do this year mm-hmm. is going to determine how he handles free agency. Whether he's going to look to give the Bucks maybe a little bit of a discount to stay home, or if he's going to look to go somewhere else where he can win. Right, right. And the Bucks had they were the top two teams in the league. I would argue they were the best. I think a lot of analysts would argue they were the best, but. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how it ends up playing out because you have no home court advantages. You no have fans. no. It's gonna be weird watching these games, man. Like baseball, watching it on TV, it is what it is. Like I didn't really notice much of a difference. I usually have the volume turned down anyway because I usually can't really stand the <laughs> commentators. I don't I don't mind the Brewers commentators, but. The national commentators, I'm just like, yeah, I'll pass. Um, even the Brewers commentators, sometimes I get a little roll roll my eyes at, and I'll turn it down. But uh, it's just, yeah, the NBA, you're really going to notice no fans. I think so, too. I think it's because I think with football, they can pump sound in. I mean, they've we were doing that in college uh, during practice, pumping sound in. Um, I think it's still going to be a little different in the league watching, but I think we'll be, well, I think we'll adapt to it quickly, but yeah, basketball is going to be different. Cause I think it's more on a personal intimate level, like less players closer to each other. You, you'll probably be able to hear what they're saying on the, on the court. You're going to hear their shoes squeaking. <laughs> yes. All, all that. So it's, that's actually that almost, because in baseball, you can hear the dugouts talking now. Oh, geez. So it almost started a fight in the Brewer-Cub game yesterday. Oh, my gosh. we got to watch out for them Patriots now. Jeez. Now that we can... <laughs> now, what are they going to try to concoct up now that we can... Right? <laughs> you can pretty much hear everything. <laughs> I'll save that for another conversation. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be at least... At, all in all, man, it's just awesome to at least have some sports back. Some normalcy is starting to come back in. It's not completely normal, but we're getting there. And man, I just we just got to do the right things, man. Wear a mask, socially distance. Gosh, and let's just knock this bad boy out. Yeah, <laughs> I hate to take the conversation there, but. <laughs> But it's just reality. I football football's the one I if they don't create uh, it's I don't see it lasting. This so it's the easiest oh, no that's not true. Basketball and football would be the easiest to transmit, I think. Sweat. Yep. Um I mean ba- baseball you do have a lot of plays that it could happen, but yeah, but just like the amount of contact, the amount of, right. if you think about it, like, you know, fluids swapped anyway with sweat flying on each other, mm-hmm. uh, breathing on each other, breathing sweat into each other. Like, yeah, it's, uh, especially basketball, especially basketball. Whenever you I mean, get, yeah, actually in the paint, when the centers center just caught the ball and he's, backing up and the defender's breathing on his neck 
in this is like you said baseball i feel like the players can wear them wear a mask while they're playing um obviously yeah it's going to be something that they can adjust to but i feel like that it's possible basketball and football not really and that's the thing i don't see football i don't see it lasting i do not see it lasting there's going to have to be a culture of you know personal responsibility like you're basically going to have to live in your own little bubble mm-hmm. and that's it if you want the season to happen. And uh, yeah, that's just, that's how baseball is being played right now is the players are taking, you know, personal responsibility and living inside their own bubbles. They understand uh, you had one of the best young players in the league test positive and he's still not sure how. Mm. Um the hours before the first game of the season. And he was actually my first round pick. And it's like, dang it, of course. Wow. Of course. So, but it, you know, it just, if, if basketball, somebody breaks that bubble in basketball and you start to have positive tests and it gets shut down, like that's going to end up being the canary, man. I mean, right now everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. What's going to happen? You know, like I said, if so, if somebody ends up breaking it, like you, you know, you had that that guy go to go to Atlanta. Well, now he's probably going to have to quarantine for another ten days. Yep. Could you imagine the fine that he got? He probably got slapped with a huge fine. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's official yet, but yeah, I'm sure he will be. <laughs> Huge fine. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I yeah, it's. I'm sick of talking I'm about just, it at this point. Football, man. I just <laughs> we unfortunately, <laughs> right? You know, we started this podcast right when it happened, so every single week, mm. that's basically all we have to talk about. And it's how it's hard. affecting our lives. Exactly. And it's so hard to avoid it too. We try so hard not to bring it up, but it's like, it's so relevant. It's so, and it's in our forefront of our minds it's on the news. It's everywhere. It's affecting our lives. Like you said, affecting our travel, affecting pretty much every aspect of our lives. Um, and man, we're just getting started. I mean, we're just getting started. We just got to do the right things. And, and just, I think this is a good time for people to really start focusing on, you know, their families themselves and, you know, family time, creating new hobbies, all the above. Um, I don't know. On the plus side, I got a mask with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on it. So now my kids laugh when they see me in it. <laughs> nice. I got one. I got a mask with tacos on it because I'm fat. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean, who would turn down a good taco? Let's be real. <laughs> All right. So oh, we got. Speaking of which, I heard about a good taco place in Madison, and I can't remember what it's called. Do you know which part Darn of Madison? Um, I'll tap. I think it was. I think it was on East Wash. Database. They said the tacos. Oh no, it was down by Willie Street. Willie Street. It was something that did not sound like it would have good tacos. But it, yeah, it's down by it's down by Willie Street, and it's supposed to have really amazing. By Willie Street or on Willie Street? 
Mm, I think it's on Willie Street. Okay. Okay. And the it's o- not X Tubs. The only restaurant I know on Willie Street is, well, I guess technically is on Holiday. Holiday is on Willie Street. Yeah. Other than that, that other one, that that Jamaican jerk chicken place or whatever. I don't know if I know. Yeah, I just always, yeah, I just always see it because they have the that huge uh, Jamaican flag and hmm. everything. But I don't know. Well, I guess take a drive down Willie Street and see if I find a taco taco spot. I mean, we could probably Google it and find it. But yeah, some, they they were talking about it at work, and I was like, I've never even heard of that place. I'm gonna check it out now. Indeed, indeed. So, man, tell me. Like I said, we got sports going. That's good. I beat Last of Us Part Two. I've finally digested it, and I'm I'm letting it go. You know, giving it giving it its proper send off. I'm gonna dive into God of War all day tonight. That's all I'm playing, or all all tonight. How's it go, to Sushima? Sushima, Ben. Um, how many I'm hours only- are you in? I think I'm only maybe six. Um, it is really good. It's it's already starting to pull me in. Like I play for, I played for an hour this morning, and it's like I can't believe that that was an hour. Oh, I better I better get ready for this. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, it's a lot of people online are singing its praises. Um, you know, it's an open world action adventure game set in feudal Japan and man, that setting is rich and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful setting. That's for sure. And that the cut, they did a really good job with the combat. Um, the environment, everything is it. Have you seen? I've I've sent you mm-hmm. like screenshots and like gifs and stuff. Yeah, I, I watch them all that you send me, and it's it's colorful and man, they made it beautiful. It is so beautiful. Like, yeah, th- this is from the studio Sucker Punch that made uh, Infamous. So if anybody knows that okay. game, I actually do know that one. Um, I actually do. It's completely different from that, though. I would say it's closer to Horizon Zero Dawn in its play style, where. You know the the map has the the fog, and just being able to uh, discover the question marks. Like mm-hmm. eh, I'm gonna put a lot of time in this game. It's gonna. <laughs> it's so cool. It's yeah. It's really cool. Have it's you? Have like you perfect after The Last of Us? Nice. Have you looked up how long the game is? Like uh, average. Um, um, I believe it's like around 25 hours, I think. Okay. About the same as Last of Us? If That's if you mainline it. Okay, okay. Stay, okay. Which, how many, yeah, there's a, I can only imagine how many side stories there probably are. Yeah. I, I've read like if you do all, everything, it's like 50 to 60, which Jeez. is about what Horizon Zero Dawn was, so. Uh, yeah, that's, uh. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna it's gonna be one of those games I can have it on while playing with the kids and be able to pause it real quick and go do something, play with them real quick and then go back and do side missions. So yeah, it's gonna be 
I I think I think I'm going to get really into this game. That I can already feel it. So the characters uh, are really cool. Okay. Yeah. So obviously I'm 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 locked in on God of War. Um, my goal is to beat that within the next two three weeks. I should be able to knock that out, and then um probably take another week week and a half to digest it. Give it its proper send off. I don't know. People laugh at me <laughs> who tuning in. He tuned into last episode and said, "What do you mean by proper send off?" And I was like, "I don't." Certain games do that to me, uh, kind of like movies as well. Um, yeah, and stories. Yeah, story storytelling. Exactly. I kind of felt like I wasn't ready yet to jump right into another video game full throttle and dive into that story without just accepting everything that's happened in last of us and last of us part two accepting the story the ties like with the characters and everything the environment the kind of laying it to rest in a sense and then um moving on to another game so once i beat god of war do the same thing about a week week and a half of laying it to rest i'm gonna, I'm gonna get ghost of tsushima and by that time you probably will be done with it I don't know about that. I might be, but I just, we'll see, I guess. Have they explained, and if it is a spoiler, don't share it, but have they explained why it's, maybe they did in the trailer or something, but why it's called Ghost of Tsushima? Oh, yeah. It's, so it's set in uh, an island of Japan, Tsushima, and uh, it's during the Mongol invasion. Um, and then at the first great battle, you know, basically the samurai are routed. And in order to retake the uh, island and save the people, you have to become the ghost. Is that the Mongolian? So, is that Genghis Khan? Um, it's his children. Okay. So the, the main antagonist is Koten Khan. So uh, okay. Okay. Uh, have you ever heard of Kublai Khan? I haven't actually. You haven't? No. Okay. I don't I don't uh, really know a lot about the Asian culture, uh history, I want to say. Um Yeah, you know, that's the thing about uh United States schools. Like you right. don't really know too much about other people's histories. No, you learn is about Hiroshima. And us bombing them, and that's it, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I I love the Asian culture, though. Like I, I I don't know a lot about it, but I I love the colors. I love the just their spirit. Um, it definitely makes you want to watch samurai movies, mm. like true to culture samurai movies. Not Tom Cruise's Last Samurai, whatever it's called. Well. <laughs> Actually, I mean that movie actually I don't know I could I could be completely wrong but I feel like that was something it got praised for was the culture that it showed um I think the thing that it got knocked against was the white guy <laughs> <laughs> right oh man okay so ghost of Tsushima Genghis Khan's children which you know, theory says, theory has it. Or at least family. He has like 700 children. 
But okay. Well, um, I've only heard great things about this game. It's I can I can it's already got its grips in me, like I said. So uh did you see the new Halo trailer? I did. What'd you think? Yeah. It doesn't have the same effects on me as it did when I was in high school, mainly because I think now being older, going to PlayStation, I well, let me say this: like it looks good, like it it looks it looks good. But just now going to PlayStation and understanding, well, my opinion, of course, that, that how PlayStation has better storytelling. It's I just look at Xbox games as games now as entertainment i look at playstation games now as movies storytelling impact so if that's a direct answer <laughs> probably not but i'll say it did you watch okay. the trailer though or did you just see like screenshots I, I i watched the trailer you did yeah infinite right man yeah yeah that when i heard that music it made me want to play uh the first and second campaigns again it didn't have the same effect on me. I mean, I'll watch, I'll check out some others today, but it, it didn't have the same effect. I, yeah, I just, I still have, I don't know, that first and second games campaigns still has a soft spot in my heart. Like, you know, playing those co-op with friends and how it ended up, I don't know, it was just at such a different level at the time, you know, those were the, the cream of the crop games, um, that Bungie did with those two. So yeah, that's it. It definitely, it got me a little bit, but I'm not going to buy an Xbox one just to play (laughs) the first two halos, you know, the master chief collection. Right. (laughs) Uh, weird fact the woman who sings uh the halo cover i think um or whichever halo cover um is the same woman that sings the ellie song oh really lottie kestner yeah and she was actually pretty upset with naughty dog so the original so the song is by i forgot what band sings the original song like back in like the 80s or something um that I feel I feel so extraordinary. Like that song is actually like an upbeat, fast song. Well, Lottie Kessner um, did her own cover to it and slowed it down a lot and made an acoustic version of it. Naughty Dog stole it. Really not stealing it because it's like it's she just made an acoustic cover like on YouTube or something. And so that is what Ellie's song is in the trailer, which is Lottie Kessner. Wait, no, excuse me. Ashley Johnson, the voice of Ellie, is singing it in the trailer, but it's Lottie Kessner's song, and I think Lottie Kessner is the same woman who sings the Halo cover. So, yeah. <clears throat> huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. So, there goes to show you. I, I, I After a good story, I do so much diving in and digging. And <laughs> but, oh. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm. I'm right there with you. I'm not gonna buy an Xbox to play Halo. I'm just gonna throw that out there. PlayStation has got me. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for the rumors are August eighth. There's gonna be another 
announcement for their next gen stuff. So Xbox. I was talking about it last night too. Uh PlayStation. So I was talking to a couple friends last night and they they thought late October for the PS5 and I'm like, you're crazy. Maybe in a different year, but not in 2020. And they just upped the manufacturing to double so that they'll have more hardware available. They're only going to have like five to six million units available, which was going to end up selling out right away. Oh, yeah, that's not a lot. Uh, Now they're going to have like 10, nine to 10. So that's that's a good thing, and that means that they're seeing... um, some demand for it right away that they decided to up that stock, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. So, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is uh the last PS4 exclusive from PlayStation uh, Studios. I think it's uh definitely gonna end up being a a great way to send the PlayStation off. Mm-hmm. So, a PS4, I mean, do you know the PS3's final? Was it Last of Us? Yes, it was. Nice. Nice. Gosh, they just do it so right, man. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, they do it so right. Well, you know what PS2 was? I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm actually asking. Um, I don't know for a fact, mm. but I think it was God of War 2. Okay. I loved that one. Can't even lie. Yeah, which a lot, a lot of people uh, I loved that one. put up there as their favorite, so. I did. I enjoyed Gosh. that one too. They just, I, I, I hate how I don't want to say I hate it. I mean, it was Halo in high school. I was so heavy Microsoft Xbox, just heavy with Halo Xbox. You know, screw PlayStation. But man, what was I missing out? Well, it was the end of the PS3 was when they really started to. I guess that's not completely true because Uncharted was pretty early, but. Like PS3 was when they started to really hit mm-hmm. this. I mean, you had you had Metal Gear Solid right. on the PS2, but the I mean, Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3, and then on the PS3 you had Metal Gear Solid 4. And those were PlayStation exclusives. So Rainbow Six was that? That was on Xbox. Was, was that Xbox? Yeah, I thought it was PlayStation too. No, N- um. I can't remember. Eventually. Mm. I got a lot so of games to play. Yeah. Uncharted 2. Like, as in, like, as well. Got to play those. Are those as good as Last of Us? I would say... Hmm. Probably not as good, but still really good. The, the, the fourth one is because... The fourth one came after the first Last of Us, so they, you know, took what they learned from Last of Us and right. from the gameplay and put it into Uncharted. Um, one through three, I would say you could see the build up to um, Last of Us. Okay, the story is the story's good. I would so Uncharted two, it kind of drags at the end. Okay, um, Uncharted one is I. I remember it being a lot of fun and I love that game and I loved Uncharted 2 as well. Uncharted 3 kind of feels, and it could have just been my mindset at the time, but it felt like it kind of dragged in the middle a little bit. But 
the story's still worth it to see it out. That's what I'll say about it. And then Uncharted 4, I never felt like it dragged. I just front to front to back was a fantastic, fantastic game. So okay. all right. Well it's on my list because you know, it's naughty dog, so also I found the uh restaurant. It's called the Ohio, the Ohio Tavern. And it's never actually even, on Ohio Avenue. Never even heard of that. I didn't either, but apparently it's really good tacos. Why is there a tavern in downtown Madison called oh, the Ohio? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, it's on Ohio Avenue. Still, we do not like the Buckeyes. Well, it's not the Ohio State tavern. True. It's just the Ohio. True. True. All right, I'll have to check it out. See what see what all the hype's about. Yeah, I I agree. That's what I said. Like, I'll let you know if it's actually really good. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I like to give give them some crap. So I did say, well, you know, I I don't know about that. But actually, I took them to uh, El Primo in Sun Prairie and got them burritos and they were like okay these are really good gosh i, like, I don't yeah, i told you i i must have had a bad one because i uh, did you get their chicken or steak i got their chicken get their steak I heard, that's that's what you told me last time too and i but then to do that you don't get avocado on it either do you i don't i'm not a fan of avocado yeah you're you're not gonna appreciate the full flavors then Okay. Dude, it's just it's because it's so fresh. It just tastes so fresh. It's just so clean. Okay. So I'll I'll give it a go. I'm gonna another another try. All right, man. Yeah. Well, you know, where where can they find your mods? Yes, you guys can find me on Instagram, Monte Ball, Twitter at Monte Ball28, and obviously um you can message me there. Questions, topics, obviously are are untapped keg page as well rj where can they find you um you can find me on twitter at at it's trickster the i and trickster is a one um and then you know untappedkeg.com um look us up on facebook reddit twitter at untapped keg uh we need we need to get you a a webcam so you can start streaming your FIFA and stuff. Yo, under, I, I got all that already. Twitch. Do you? Yeah, I already have all that. I already have, because I used to do it, I did it last year. I already have a Twitch account and I streamed like nine games. Yeah, but we should start a new one with right. under untapped keg and like maybe that. we'll play Warzone or something. Yeah, that'd be sweet, actually. Yeah, I already have the equipment. I have an extra one, too, if you want one. Boom. There we go. Yep, I got, now, uh, I got two, look for that. two webcams like for the streaming thingy. Uh, we'll do that. Okay, before we end, um, I want to ask a question, and it's just for you. And I'm very judgmental when it comes to this question, too. If you could... The Reds are going to win the NL Central. <laughs> what? I don't even know what the NL Central is, but if... <laughs> I'm kidding. If you had one, if you could choose one superhero power, just one, what would it be and why? And also another question to it, what would be the first thing you would do with it? One superhero power. Are you, are you ready for this? Because 
I I heard this. I thought it was Stan Lee's answer. And uh Stanley. I'm gonna take it. Stan Lee. Oh, Stan Lee. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Marvel. I thought she was like, who's Stanley? <laughs> like, I'm gonna take luck. And the first thing I'm okay. gonna do What's is her name? Is that that? Domino. That's her name, right? Yep. From Deadpool Two. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, at least that's the first movie that she appeared in. Yep. But yeah, yeah. You know, luck. Luck will just uh, it takes care of itself. It, it's in everything. That's so. not a bad one. I never thought about that. No matter you could, you'll always have luck on your side. Yep. It's not a bad one. That's a good. Okay. There you go. I'll leave it at that. Oh, and I'll have my answer next time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Everybody take care, be safe. And, uh, you know, let's try to do better tomorrow than we were today. Because at least if we fail, we tried. Indeed. I like that. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.